just literally by being there, I got connected to so many like-minded young entrepreneurs that were excited about life, had the same exact mindset I did, you know? And so it's like, Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today, we're sitting down with Alex Lombard to talk about, among other things, Instagram, because Alex is somebody who has over a million follower network on Instagram between his different accounts, and he's somebody who's been very active on the platform and helping people build their own presence on the platform for over five years now. So he's got a little bit of experience under his belt when it comes to Instagram, when it comes to social media, personal branding, all of that good stuff. So he's really going to walk us A to Z through everything you need to know to get your personal brand up and running off the ground and, and, and growing quickly, okay? Because a lot of people, they'll start posting content out there and it won't be performing and they'll be wondering what's going wrong. That is what we're going to be diving into in this episode today. So if that is you and you've been trying to put out content, build your personal brand, build an Instagram page, and it's not quite going the way you wanted it to, we're going to answer those questions today. Alex is going to provide some significant value when it comes to exactly what you need to be doing. Now, we're also going to talk a little bit about sales because that's where Alex first got started in the world of sort of personal development and creating his own lifestyle. So we're going to talk a little bit about direct sales at the beginning of the show. So if that's something you're interested in as well, um, again, sales are applicable to so many different areas of your life. So if you have those basic sales skills down, you can really take those and run with them and allow everything else to sort of get to that next level. So we're going to be talking about sales a little bit. We're going to be focusing mostly primarily on Instagram and personal branding. So if that is something that fascinates you, that interests you, that you're trying to do right now, this is going to be a very valuable episode for you. Alex drops some serious nuggets that he doesn't share in a lot of podcasts. So I'm super stoked to have him here here on the show. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Alex on to the podcast or wherever you are listening to Young Smart Money from right now. I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money with Alex Lombard. All right, Alex, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. It is my pleasure, man. So our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro to this episode. But for those of them that aren't familiar with Alex Lombard and what you're currently working on right now, give us like a 60 to 90 second snapshot of where you are right now. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. So I am a 27 year old digital marketing entrepreneur. Um, I've been in the game of entrepreneurship for the last six years of my life. Um, I do a lot of stuff with digital marketing, co-own an agency called Invigorate with a couple of my partners, as well as a lot of social media um, stuff for a lot of high-end clients. I work with a lot of like six, seven, eight figure earners, helping them with branding and marketing, um, particularly with Instagram. I've been on Instagram for uh, over six years as well. And I have a combined following between the two brands that I run of over a million. Um, and we do a lot of big promote, promotional campaigns for, you know, high level clients and stuff like that. And then other than that, man, you know, just uh, living out here in Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, do a lot of traveling, speaking, um, consulting, and a lot of investing as well. So that's a little, uh, little quick snapshot of me. Awesome. So you're doing a couple different things right now, a couple different yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, I'm excited to dive into all that, but first off, where I like to start all the shows is sort of flashing back in time because we do have a younger listener base here. So I want to start with like your middle school and high school years and really ask you to like dive in a little bit. So were you somebody who took school very seriously? Were you getting into entrepreneurship? Was it sports? Was it music? Like what was it for you? Yeah, yeah. So when I was like middle school um, was a more of like just having fun, man, you know, sure. just a young kid. I was always yeah. really hyper sports, things like that. Um, and then high school really honestly was really kind of where my journey began. Um, I didn't know anything about business or entrepreneurship. If you would have asked me, I would have said it was somebody who invented something or owns a gas station, yeah. which are forms of entrepreneurship, obviously, but there's a lot more than just that. And, uh, but growing up in high school, man, I, I quickly realized that like, I did not want to do what everybody else around me was doing. I looked at my parents, I looked at my friends, parents, I looked at teachers, I looked at you know coaches, I looked at literally everybody. And I was like, I have just zero desire to go out there and, you know, live this life where I go to school, I get good grades, I go to college, I drown myself in debt, I get a degree, I go apply for a million jobs, I hopefully land one of them. And now, you know, lucky me, I get to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, being told what to do and how to do it, and, you know, living for the weekends and that whole whole thing. And I'm not here to bash anyone that's doing that. I, I mean, if you're genuinely happy doing that, I've, I've, met, I've met very few people that are. But if you are, then hey, all power to you. That's awesome. But for me, you know, I really just had no desire to do that at all. And so when I was in high school, I was always just kind of looking for a way out. Um, again, had no, no idea about business or anything like that. But to, so to me, I was like, well, you know, what are my options? I could get really good at something and become like a pro athlete. So I was like, I'm going to be a pro snowboarder. I'm going to be a pro paintball player. I'm going to be a pro football player. Like, I mean, name it. And I was going after it. Um, 
realized that that was a little bit more difficult than just saying I'm going to do it and then kind of, you know, have fun. Um, and then, uh, and then it kind of transferred into just like literally anything and everything I could possibly think of and whatever was kind of in front of me at that time. Um, that's what I was like, all right, maybe I can make some money. I could build a life doing this. I got into, um, social media. I started actually with Vine, if you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I did that for a while. Um, I had a friend, a couple of friends that were in a band. I was like, man, I'm going to tour with you guys around the world. That's what we're going to do. You know? And, uh, I mean, just so many ridiculous things, man, that, uh, <laughs> I was you know willing to do. I went on like a big road trip with friends and was like, maybe we could just, you know, kind of be like a freelancer and do that forever. Um, but you know, to answer your question directly, I definitely was not really into school. I never really saw that as a path for me. I did just basically just enough to get by. Um, and again, I'm not advocating that. I'm not saying you have to do that or that's yeah. the right or wrong way. Uh, I just, it just wasn't for me, man. I just didn't generally enjoy being there. And I, I felt like the information was completely pointless. And, um, and so it's like, I wasn't going to dedicate my time and energy and it didn't get, get me excited. And so, um, yeah, was always just looking for that way out, you know, and then at, uh, at 21, so a little bit into college, um, is where I got introduced to my first like kind of opportunity and jumped into, you know, the world of entrepreneurship and never left. So that's kind of how it was. Awesome. I love it. So as far as college goes, was that like a decision you had to make? Was that something that your parents were like, college is where you're going? What did that look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, um, it, was basically, I, I decided to go simply because my environment, you know, like my, my family and then my friends and everyone yeah. I knew around me, like I knew nobody that was like successful. I never had a single entrepreneur in my life at this wow. point. And so I didn't really, there wasn't really another option. It was kind of like, this is what everybody does, you know? And so it was like, even though I didn't really know if it was like the right decision, I was like, well, if I don't go to college, that means you just got to go work. And I don't really want to do that either. So I just decided to go. And it's funny because what I literally did was I went to so I went to a like community college first mm -hmm. and then at the community college, they would do like a, um, like a, uh, I forget what they called it, but it was just basically a day where, um, they would, all the bigger major universities would come in and kind of pitch you on like, mm -hmm. Hey, you should come to our college. And so I basically went up to this local college that I was going to, you know, thinking about going to. And I just literally asked them, I'm like, do you guys have any sort of degrees that revolve around sports? And, uh, they literally just launched a new, new degree that you could get called sports management. And I was like, sign me up. So I went, did that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, it, it definitely was a waste of money just to be real, you know, it was like, I, my counselor literally told me that this degree doesn't really mean anything. He's like, you're going to have to go network, which is, I mean, that's great advice. Cause that's literally what I did, you know, but the fact that I spent that money on it is just, just kind of ridiculous. But, um, yeah, man. So I did end up going to college. Um, and then it was like the last year of college is when I got introduced to like, again, kind of the entry point into entrepreneurship. So, um, that's kind of how it all played out. Awesome. So what was that entry point for you? So I got introduced to a health and wellness direct selling opportunity. Um, I basically was the first time in my life where I saw young people that were 19, 20 years old that were making hundreds of thousands of dollars traveling the world, you know, just doing what I like always wanted to do. They had freedom. And that's kind of what I was always chasing was like, not just like time freedom, but also, or not just financial freedom, but also time freedom to be able to yeah. truly do what I want to do, you know? And, um, and so I saw that it was the first time in my life I got introduced to like the idea that, Hey, you're not crazy. You actually can go out there and design this life for yourself, you know? And so I jumped on board with it, um, and ran in that industry for like three and a half years. And it just built the foundation of honestly, everything I know. That's super cool. So like when, when you were done with that, like at the end of the three and a half years, what made you want to like transition into something else? Or like, what did that process look like? Yeah. So that's really at that point in time was when we kind of transitioned into starting our own company and building out the digital marketing agency that we have today, as well as like going full time into like Instagram and, you know, in that whole world, there's just so many different things you can do with that alone. Um, but really it was just, you know, I was in that industry and, um, we had like our, our, the core company that I was involved with, you know, I did that for a few, for a few years and then they ended up actually going under just a whole mm. bunch of crazy legal stuff. Yeah. FTC is crazy, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and so then I was, we were forced to go and find other, you know, other companies in that industry. Cause that's really all I knew. Um, and again, my environment, everyone I was close to, that's what they did. So we all went bounced around a little bit and, and then ended up actually starting our own company inside that industry. Did that for a while. It was like a travel adventure company, super sick, had a great time mm -hmm. doing it. Um, but just, you know, just, there was a lot of, again, backend stuff, a lot of um, money issues, things like that, that just went, it wasn't stable. And at that point, you know, I, when I realized that we had to make another transition, I was just kind of at a point in my life where I was like, I was older now, you know, I've had some experience, I've done sales, I've networked, I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of, you know, business partners in different areas. And, you know, I have a big following on Instagram. And I just realized that 
there was more opportunity out there than, than what I knew mm-hmm. at that current time. And so when I saw the opportunity to originally, we started by just helping high-end clients kind of grow their brands on Instagram. It was like, well, I know for a fact that I can make money doing this. I'm good at it. And I have the resources to make it happen. Why don't we go start this company, you know, and then that slowly kind of evolved into other things. But um, yeah, man, during that transition, it really was just a time of like, Hey, you know, like I, I, I should just go and do my own thing. Like there, you know, I'm, I've been stuck, kind of got stuck in this like rut of like staying in the same, like, you know, industry, even though I didn't really like want to, you know, just because that's what I was always, you know, kind of always told and what I did, but um, yeah, man, it was, it was really cool. It was really empowering, you know, to kind of make that decision and go out there and start my own thing, do my own thing and partner with really cool people and uh, you know, and, and, and go live life on my own terms. Absolutely. So before we dive into the Instagram side of things, I, I want to, I want you to talk a little bit more about like direct sales because yeah. a lot of young people that, that talk to me, they're like, Hey, just got out of school. Um, maybe not going into college and, and they get involved in some kind of sales position, whether that's direct sales or, or some other aspect of sales. So what would you say to the 18, 19, 20 year old who's getting involved in sales for the first time and has never really had much experience in that field before? Like what are some of the things that you wish you would have known from the get? So I would, so I would recommend that everybody start in in the direct selling industry, to be honest with you, because it really is going to help you with every area of life. It's going to, it's going to open up your world to, you know, personal growth, personal development, the importance of that. It's going to introduce you to like mentors, you know, and, and, and just books and audios and, and events and things that are, can legitimately change your life. It's going to teach you um, discipline and persistency and consistency and all those just important life lessons. Um, and it's going to teach you how to network. It's going to teach you, I think, honestly, dude, like the number one thing that I learned from being in sales is the ability to communicate effectively with other human beings. And that's something that especially the younger generations, your generation, like it's, it's, it's losing, right. It's starting yeah. the value of it's starting to go away because or the value still there because the, there's so many people that are, you know, not, they don't really know how to do it because we're in this such this, you know, technological world with these iPhones. That's all we know. <laughs> and so it's like, if we're, you know, I'm scared to call someone instead of texting and it's like, and I fell into that same trap, um, you know, but So I would say that sales really taught me how to um, effectively communicate, you know, and and how to win friends and influence people. Great book, Mm -hmm. you know, and and how to actually go and do that. And so for those that are getting into it, I'd recommend number one, that you make the decision to do it because it absolutely can change your life. The thing about sales that's amazing is that you get to control your outcome, right? The more, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, the more sales you create that, that then in return allows you to live however you want, whatever type of life you want to live. And so, um, you know, a couple of things I would recommend is that number one, don't, don't allow the fear of failure to hold you back. So people, you know, think like not getting the sale, um, you know, not knowing what exactly to say, just go and do it, you know, like literally just go and do it, just start running with it. I would say number two is don't let the fear of what other people are going to think hold you back. That's a big one. You know, a lot of times we don't go and make that call or do that thing because we're scared that, you know, that individual person isn't, you know, they're, they're going to think we're weird or we're awkward or, you know, we're not, we're trying to sell them and it's not going to work, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, sales is all numbers, plain and simple. The more you call, the more you contact. I mean, I love uh, Grant Cardone. He says sales is a contact sport, plain <laughs> and simple. The more contacts you hit, the more touches you give, the more results you're going to see. And so those would be a couple of things. Um, another thing would be, you know, find your lane. And this took me a while to do, but like figure out like what you're actually good at. You know, like for me, like when I have like a a pre kind of qualified lead and I get on the phone with them, I crush that. Like I'm really, really good at doing that, you know, but what I'm not good at doing is just like cold calling. Like that's not my lane. I'm not good at that. I have other friends that that's literally all they do and they crush it and they do door to door and they make stupid money and they love it. But for me, it's, if you send a lead my way, that's like a little pre-framed, like they, they kind of know what's going on. They're like a higher end person you know, they're super successful. I'm really good at communicating and connecting with that individual building rapport and closing the deal, you know, so figuring out what your lane is and sticking with that. Um, and then I would say just one last thing would just honestly be stay consistent. So many people try sales and they do it for freaking a week and then they give up, you know, but like, dude, it takes time. Like it's just like any other skill in the world. You're not going to develop it and be really good at it without staying consistent over time, you know, like you're never going to get really good at any sport in the world. If you play it one time, if you just picked up a basketball for the first time, you're not going to be good at it, you know, but if you do it for months and months and months, you naturally are going to get really good at that, that sport. Right. And sales is no different. It's the exact same thing. Once you get into kind of the flow of where, you know, you're super confident, you, you know, what you're selling is, is valuable. You know, all the ins and outs of it. 
and you know the little, you know, certain little techniques of how to build rapport and communicate and connect with the individual and you have your script down, you know, or, or whatever it is for you. Once you kind of get to that point, you know, it just, everything just, it takes off, but you got to get there. You got to stay consistent to actually get there. And you're going to go through a lot of BS to do it. You're going to hear a bunch of no's, you know, you're going to hear a bunch of, you know, just your crazies, whatever, again, depends on what space you're in. But um, yeah, man. So those are a few things that you could, uh, that you could definitely apply. Absolutely. So for you personally, how do you maintain uh, momentum during those like tough periods of people pushing back? Or are you experiencing like setbacks in your business? Like how do you deal with that and continue to push forward throughout like the challenges that you face? So, I mean, like if you're talking like specifically within just like closing more deals or whatever, sure. honestly, it's as simple as just, it, it literally is that last point of just staying consistent. You know, it's like, you're going to go through like waves, like you're going to have, you know, weeks months where it's momentum. And then you're going to have down periods. You're going to go through seasons. Like that's literally just part of life. Nobody just goes up forever, you know? And so I think just accepting that and knowing that, it allows you a much, it, it, it builds the mindset inside of you to realize that, Hey, if I just stay in the game, if I just keep going, I'm going to get, I'm going to get back to that momentum, you know, and maybe it requires you adjust a little bit, right? Obviously if you're doing something over and over and over again, and it's never working, and then you just think that if you keep going, it's eventually going to work. That's stupid. That's the definition of insanity, you know? So you got to change things if you want things to change in your life. Right. But if you're seeing results, and then, and then, I mean, this is literally just happened to me not even that long ago. If you're seeing results and then you start shifting your focus and those results dip down and you want to get back to them, well, just go back to what you were doing. And again, get the momentum back and stay consistent. A lot of it does deal with, you know, your mindset. You know, if you go and you're, and you're feeling crappy and, and you don't like it, it's going to be really, really difficult for you to find a lot of success, you know, because if you don't truly believe in what you're selling or what you're doing or in yourself, that you're, you're lost. There's no chance you're ever going to make it big. Um, so like it, it just takes some time to kind of sift through all those different challenges to figure out like, you know, the challenges make you that that's what helps you decide. Like, I like this. I don't like this. I'm good at this. I'm not good at this. And then you kind of pick up on all that stuff. And then you kind of, uh, you know, again, apply it into your life and, and continue to move forward with it. Absolutely. So one thing that you mentioned a little bit earlier that I think is really important and, and can be really impactful for our listeners is networking and really connecting with people who, who can serve as like mentors to you or, or, or just basically like role models to you. So how have you been able to effectively network with people? You said that like prior to this direct sales opportunity, you hadn't really done much of that. You didn't really have any huge role models in your life. So talk to us about that networking process for you and how younger listeners can get started connecting with people who are at higher levels than them. Definitely. So I'll just say networking is, is by far the number one thing um, that has helped me in my career. You know, it's, it's because of the people that I've connected with and built rapport with and built relationships with that, that as to what is part of the reason and a big reason as to why I'm where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, man, I mean, there's an old phrase, your network is your net worth, you know, and it's, it really is true. Um, and so, I mean, some of the things you can do is, is, I mean, the, the most common one and where I've honestly done more than anything and how we even got connected is just, it's social media. You know, it's like, go out there and start sending 10 DMs a day, find people in the market you're looking for and shoot them a DM, you know, shoot out a message. Hey, I want to connect. I love your account. I'd love to, you know, provide value. Like what you did was literally perfect. You're like, Hey, I just interviewed your buddy. Right. So you built some rapport and then you're like, I have this, you know, awesome show. Um, I'd love to have you on. Right. And it's like, and I'm in a position where, you know, I want to kind of, I'm trying to build my brand. I'm trying to get exposure and reach new people. So it was perfect, you know, and it's like, yeah. awesome. Now we're connected, you know, we'll talk more after this. And so it's like just literally finding people on social media that you want to connect with and depending on, you know, obviously you want to provide value as much as you can, but like, depending on how, like, I guess like how big they are or like how influential they are, you know, the, the more value you're going to have to provide. Right. And so social media is amazing. I've connected with so many people, whether it's clients, business partners, you know, whatever, um, or just pure friends, you know, through social media. Another one is get, get involved with events. Um, I went to, the 10x growth con in Miami um, that would happen back in February Grant Cardone's event mm -hmm. and just literally by being there I got connected to so many like-minded young entrepreneurs that were excited about life had the same exact mindset I did you know and so it's like just by going that's it you know literally just by going it naturally happened and then even pursuing it further like even at that event I got connected with some people that like I'm literally in business with today you know for a couple months later because of that and so go to events that are related to, again, whatever you're doing, um, or just more generic events. Like that was like a big generic, you don't have to be in any specific industry to go to that. Um, you know, but go to events, events change lives. It gives you value. But the biggest thing I've taken from events would be purely just again, like networking, 
um, with individuals. And so utilize social media, go to events, um, and then just, you know, straight up belly to belly networking, right? I mean, you're out, you know, go out and put yourself in the position for it to happen. Like, for example, out here in Scottsdale, it's a little bit easier because this is like an awesome area to live. But like, we'll go to work at a coffee shop in the middle of the day, like right now, for example, in the middle of the week, and it, it's filled with just entrepreneurs, business people, right? And so just, again, naturally, by being in that environment, you're going to connect with people, you're going to have little conversations with people, and you're going to network with them. And so um, those would be kind of the three things that I would advise people to definitely do. Mm, absolutely. That's huge. And that really serves like everyone, like, like people might have the excuse like, oh, well, I'm not in Scottsdale. I'm not in an area where I could meet people, but like social media events, like travel a little bit. And really there's just so many opportunities to, to really connect with those people that you want to connect with. Um, but that being said, you mentioned providing value. So what if we've got a listener here who's like 16, 17 years old and doesn't really think they have any value to provide to someone that they want to connect with? How would you talk to that person? And like, what do you think would be the best way for them to move forward um, in, in growing their network? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't necessarily always, first off, you don't have to always have a ton of value to give somebody, right? I mean, when you go to an event and you're, you're there at this event and you're both the same age and you're both in business for yourselves, it's like, you're just naturally going to connect. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you just build a relationship with them. You don't have to give them value. And in the future things could change obviously, but like, you know, in terms of bringing value to other people, like if you're trying to get in touch with like an influential person, um, dude, the thing is, is that that's it, just such a misnomer. Like everybody has value, right? Everybody can do something, right? And and maybe it's maybe it's as simple as, hey, I get this all the time. Hey, you know, I'm I'm a 16 year old. I'm just starting out. Blah blah blah. I wanna I wanna learn from you. I'm gonna I'm willing to create you know 30 high definition Instagram photos for your quote page, so you don't have to do absolutely anything, and I'll do all the grunt work for you, just so I can kind of like you know get connected with you. It's like just little things like that. Like everybody can provide value figure out what that individual would need. What, what are they in need of and how can you help them do it? It doesn't, again, it doesn't need to be like major value in the sense that like, Hey, I'm going to invest all this money into your company or I'm going to introduce you to freaking, you know, Warren Buffett or whatever. It's like, you don't need to do that. Like it can literally just be enough. It can be as simple as I'm going to create Instagram photos for you. Um, I'm going to get you on my podcast, you know, or whatever it literally, I mean, there's again, it's, it's endless what you can do. Everybody has value points that they can give individuals. And at the end of the day, here's the deal. Like, it's going to take some time. If you're 16 years old, you may not have a ton of value. You can, you'll have some, but you may not have a ton, but you're 16 years old, you know, like give it 10 years. You know what I mean? Like you're so freaking young. It doesn't even matter. Like just go and hustle, just make it happen. And over time, you're going to start building up skill sets, relationships, and value points that you can offer to people. When I first started this thing, I thought I had no value I could give anybody. So I leveraged the company, right? I was like, Hey, I'm just a normal 21 year old broke college kid. I can't do anything. But like this company I'm involved with, like, here's how amazing it is. Here's what they got. You know, this is how you can make money with it. Like, don't look at me, but like, look what I'm doing, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. I just leveraged the company, right? And, and everything they had. And so, um, you know, everybody's kind of in the same boat to start off. Absolutely. Totally agree with you on that. Now, I want to dive a little bit more into Instagram right now, just because that's an area that you are extremely knowledgeable on. Um, and the first thing that I just want to talk with you about is like the importance of Instagram for business, like in 2019, like what is the role of Instagram in how business is done on like a pretty like broad, broad scale? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing with Instagram, man, is like, I, I actually do believe that the ones with the biggest brands online are in the next three to five years are not only going to make the most money, but create the most impact, you know, just plain and simple, like, because, and, and here's why, and this is why, and this will actually answer your question because that's where the attention is. It's plain and simple. You can't be in business without sales. You can't be in business without eyeballs looking at your products and services. You can't be in business without other individuals knowing you're in business doing something. And so if the attention around the world and in our communities and especially in, you know, first world countries, if the attention is online, if the attention is on Instagram, that's where you need to be. So you go back 20, 30, 40 years ago and it was like the attention was radio. The attention was TV. The attention was billboards. Those things are still there. They're still good. But social media is taking over like freaking wildfire, man. And, and the ones that are capitalizing on it, they're the ones that are, that are winning in today's world. And so it literally does not matter what business you're in, whether it's traditional brick and mortar, you offer a service, doesn't matter. Building a brand on Instagram is going to validate that you're a legitimate company, that you are credible. Perception is reality. If you have a lot of followers, people just automatically, automatically to just assume that, Hey, this is a legitimate business. This is a credible person, right? So 
that's where the attention is. That's, I mean, it's just plain and simple. Instagram is a giant digital billboard that you get to control and, and monitor, you know, who sees what uh, and, and reflect, you know, who you are on there. And, you know, and so if the attention's there, if you can get yourself in front of people, um, you're going to win. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's all about where the attention is. So that being said, for the younger listener out there who wants to get started building a brand on Instagram, do you tend to recommend somebody start with a personal brand or some kind of like a non-personal brand, whether that's like e-commerce or just like a quote page or, or something along those lines? Yeah. So good question. So I, I mean, I definitely recommend a personal brand. We live in the era right now where that's the thing, you know, and, and if you can, the thing is, is if you can get position your yourself, like who you are, as an influential person, things just happen. People hit you up for podcasts. You know, people want you to speak at events. People want to pay you to promote stuff. People want to work with you, collaborate with you, you know? And so it's like it, when there's a face attached to it, people associate with that face a lot more than they are just like a, you know, a, a random page that is a meme page or whatever, you know, there's, of mm -hmm. course I, I own an account that's just all motivational quotes. And it's like, there's other opportunities with that. Absolutely. But the thing is, is that in now with over a billion users on Instagram and growing generic quote pages, generic meme pages, you know, whatever they're overdone. There's way too many, but there's nobody out there. That's you, right? So you can be unique. Like you do a great job with that. I was looking at your accounts. Like you, you have, you're different. You have an awesome style. Like, you know, your stuff is radically different. It's eye catching. It's vibrant. Like people see that and they're like, wow, this dude is doing cool things. That's what you want, you know, but you're, you're sharing your life story. You're documenting who you are through your brand. And so, um, yeah, man, I definitely would recommend building a personal brand for many reasons. And those are a few. Mm, that's key. So like for the listener then who wants to get started building their personal brand, but hasn't really acted on it that much. Like what are some of the best strategies to get started? Um, when you are, are sort of just starting at the bottom, like you don't really have a business, you don't really have anything to like teach people about how do you get started building that personal brand from like ground zero? Yeah. Great question. So I actually learned this from, um, from Gary Vaynerchuk. If you don't know who he is, go check him out. Crushes it with Instagram and yeah. just social media in general. But one thing that he said that I thought was awesome. And I was just reading his book, the uh, crushing it. Mm. And, um, and he talks about how he actually brings this up and he says, change your strategy. And he recommends everybody do this, but change your strategy from you're trying to always, you know, be the man or be the woman and provide value to literally just documenting your journey. People will follow you if you're just real and you're authentic. Hey, I'm 16. I'm broke. I have no idea what I want to do with my life, but I'm starting this page because I'm going to try to figure it out. And I want you guys to witness that, right? Dude, people are going to love that. They're going to be like, wow, this kid's out there hustling. Like, that's so cool. You know? And so document the journey, document what you're doing, document the lessons you've learned, the challenges you face, the wins and the losses that you've had. And just do that through the platform, through videos and photos and your story, you know, in your bio. And as you evolve and grow and, you know, and turn and build into like who you really want to become, that's when that stuff, again, you can kind of portray that, you know, onto your page and things start to, you know, catch momentum, but just understand it's like, everybody starts at zero, man, everybody does, you know? And so it's like, start at zero, own that, document it and run with that. And over time, again, through consistent effort and time and patience, you'll get to the point that, you know, Hey, you're this super successful X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So once, once people are, have started documenting, let's just walk through this process. Like what are some of the strategies they can use to accumulate an audience? Because once people are, have started putting on content, uh, maybe they're, they're, they're kind of falling flat. Their content isn't really performing how they would like it to. What are some strategies they can start to implement in order to um, start growing their following and start getting more eyeballs on their content? Sure. Yeah. So Instagram, I mean, it's, it's a social media platform that's going to reward you based off of you being active and engaging. Right. And so, I mean, number one is obviously you need to have an account and need to be posting on your account. I recommend posting every day, every other day, every third day at you know, at, at minimum. Um, and it's like, so be active, post your content, right? Write out value, valuable captions, actually pour into them. You know, don't just, don't just put up a photo and nothing with it. Right. You know, if you're building a personal brand, you want to connect with your people. You want to build that culture. So like when people see your account, if they like your content, they like, you know, the, the, the uh, message they're getting from your content, they're going to follow you. So, you, you know, basic things like that, utilizing your story, being, you know, going on your story every day, going live on your, on your story on, you know, doing, uh, being, being just real and authentic. And again, documenting what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's cool, whether it's dumb, what it doesn't matter, like just being active on there, using the different tools and the different features and the gifts and stuff that Instagram allows you to, you know, to go and, and utilize for your story. Um, I always say like with your story, if you can document and you can provide value, you're going to win, you know? And so 
being authentic and doing those two things in your story, it's going to get you in front of people. Another thing is just engaging, being active in that form, right? So whether it's responding to comments, responding to DMs, when you're first starting out, go into the platform, man, go find top hashtags and go engage with those people. Like literally go into the, the hashtags, go onto the most recent accounts, like and comment, even follow, you know, some of those people uh, and take action, you know, on their page and, and actually show some love to them. And it's going to be reciprocated back over to you if you do it over time. Gary, going back to Gary Vee, he has a great uh, video. Go look it up on YouTube. It's called the dollar 80 strategy. And he basically teaches you how you can literally go out there and freaking get hundreds of followers overnight, you know, just through an organic strategy. So um, yeah, man, those are a couple things you can do. Obviously there's no one. I think one of the biggest misconceptions people have with Instagram and any social media is they think that there's like, if I do this one thing, I'm going to become famous. And it's like, this mm. is not how it works. You know, it's a long drawn out period of time that you got to dedicate to, you know, and that's just the reality of it. So. Yeah. And people think that's, that's how entrepreneurship is that there's like some kind of cheat code that like, once you have the cheat code, you can just like do anything you want. But in reality, like, like there is no, there's no like secret, like there's no like, like information that people are hiding from you. It's just right. like, you have Perfect. to be persistent and you have to be consistent with the things that you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So uh, earlier in the show, you mentioned you're working on a bunch of different projects right now. Uh, could you sort of walk us through how you are able to establish your focus and really think about how you um, devote your time to these different ventures that you're working on? Yeah, sure. So focus is huge for me, man. You know, I've noticed in my life, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just the principle of life. Wherever your focus goes, that's where energy flows. And that's where things are going to prosper. And that's where things are going to happen. And you know, what you focus on, you're going to get right. And so I've definitely realized that in my life that when I was 100% just zero dialed into uh, to one one thing, that thing would boom. And then when I had a bunch of things, it was like there'd be like little wins here and there. And and so it's always like a challenge for me. Like, and this is just like being real. Like, as a straight up entrepreneur, it's like I have a lot of amazing opportunities that I that I work on all the time. But the biggest challenge for me is like really truly trying to figure out which of those things need my attention at this point in time, because they all yeah. sound so great. You know what I mean? And so it's like, but if I chase all of them, I'm not going to get any of them. Right. And so, um, you know, so for example, I just did this like big challenge where I was uh, pushing out a, uh, a course and in, in this whole like software and all this stuff for Tony Robbins and his team. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like a two week thing, you know? And so I literally just kind of decided, Hey, for the first two weeks of May, I'm putting everything else aside and I'm zeroing in on this one thing. And that one thing absolutely crushed it, you know? So it's, it's a balance, you know, in my opinion, like you got to really decide like, what are your main priorities? What are those things? Write them down, figure out what your number one, two and three things are that you're focusing on for the entire year and push away everything else, you know, and go and do those things. Now, with that being said though, there are going to be times where it's like, there really truly is an amazing opportunity that comes into your plate. And my whole thing is it's like what I really truly look at right now in my position is how much time, energy, and money is that thing going to take me? Because it's like, it could be a great opportunity. There's a million great opportunities. There's a million ways to make money. There's a million ways to create impact, you know, but what, which one of those things is going to take, I don't want to say like the least amount of effort. That's like the wrong phrase, but yeah. like, you, you know, you kind of, if it's not in like what I'm already doing, I'm not going to switch everything and go focus on this one thing over here. If it's going to take a bunch of energy and time, you mm -hmm. know, so really just finding that balance in your life of like, what are those main priorities and sticking to those main priorities and the more dialed into those one, two, three things, the, the better you're going to, you know, the more results you're going to see. And so again, it's a, it's kind of that balance of like figuring out, you know, and I, and I think too, like in the beginning, like for me, like through that process, that journey, like there was so many, just every time I heard something new and I see this happen with so many young entrepreneurs, anytime there's something new, I think, Oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. I got to do this. Yeah. This is the way out. This is how I'm going to make it big, you know, whatever. And part of that I'm grateful for because it was a process and it, it was, it was, you know, something that taught me a lot of lessons, but part of that, I also would just warn other entrepreneurs, like, don't do that. You know, like there's, there's, you can literally win at anything. So find what you're excited about and run with that. Mm, that's so, that's so true. Cause I mean, there's people winning in any space, whether that's anything. drop shipping, Amazon, like Instagram, like there's people winning everywhere, but you just have to figure out what your lane is and stay exactly. there and get really good at it. Exactly. That's it. That's it. And it doesn't mean it can't change, you know, like I've changed my lane a few times, you know, but a lot of that came from realizing that like, Hey, I'm good at this one thing, but I'm not passionate about it. So I'm going to go mm -hmm. over here. Right. But it wasn't like, Oh, 
I'm killing it over here, but now there's this new golden opportunity. I'm going to go chase this. That's not what happened. It was like, I made a conscious decision that, Hey, I'm going to make a change in my life because I want to do something different to get different results. Absolutely. So right now you mentioned a couple of the projects you're working on. You've went in with some business partners on talk to our listeners now about the process of, of building something with somebody else, because a lot of the listeners and a lot of people that reach out to me are trying to do stuff on their own. So talk to us about that decision to like bring somebody else on versus do something on your own and how that looked for you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, man. You know, that's how life is. Like there's not yeah. like a one hit wonder for everything, sure. right. You know, it's, there's pros and cons, you know? And so when it comes to partners, um, you know, the, obviously like, I think like a big thing for me, and this is going to depend on your personality is like, I'm a very, like, like, I'm just like, I do my own thing, you know, like I'm the leader of my own life. I decide, I make my own decisions. And when you're working with other people, you do sometimes have to kind of put that mentality to the side and listen to what they're saying. And, and sometimes, and a lot of times if, you know, like with my company, we have a lot of partners, I have to set, make sacrifices and do things that I don't necessarily really want to do. But because they all are in agreement of it, I have to go do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of the sum of the sacrifices. But, you know, the pros to it are just so, they're so good, man, because you can't do it all, you know? And there's people that we, you know, there's guys in my, my team that, like, they're really good and they're passionate about certain things that I just have no desire to do, you know? But, like, without those things, like the accounting, you know, and the finances, like, I don't want to do any of that stuff, you know? But, like, our CFO runs that stuff and he rocks it, you know? And so it's, like, without him it'd be really difficult, you know? And so, um, and then also just other creative ideas. Like there's a lot of really good business decisions that we've made that have advanced our company because one or two of the other guys were like, Hey, this is an idea that I came up with, you know, or here's something that like hit me that I think we should try. And it's like, I never would have thought of that before, you know? And so having like a team around you, other people, partners around you that have different skill sets and are passionate about different things, it really does bring a level of, you know, kind of confidence in what you're doing because it's not just on you anymore you know, you are able to kind of like, not outsource, but like, you know, kind of divvy some of the, the work over here and try new things, different things and have different ideas and different, you know, creative thinking, you know, come into the pot. And so, um, but yeah, man, there's pros and cons, you know, I do some things on my own. I do other things with one partner and then I do, you know, things with multiple partners. And so, um, I've realized that there's, there's a lot of good and, you know, in all of it, um, but there's going to be, you know, there's challenges just like with anything though. There's, they're different challenges, but there's still challenges. If you're doing it on your own, you're going to face challenges regardless. Mm. So, so true. And I mean, like, especially like with, with partnerships, what I have found is like, you want it to be something where you have complementary skill sets. Like you said, like Definitely. you are not the one that wants to be doing the financial stuff. So you find somebody who's good at that, but they don't want to do what you're doing because you're good at that. So then like finding these areas where you can all like complement each other rather than like butting heads and overlapping on things um, has been really big for me especially. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So true. So you're talking about challenges. Can you, can you fill us in on some of the, the bigger or more um, no, notable challenges that you have faced um, really in any business ventures, but just like times where you really hit a wall and, and you had to figure out like how to get around it or just big roadblocks that, that came in your way? Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of them, you know, yeah. a lot I don't even remember, but I mean, I face challenges, honestly, on a weekly basis. I think it's just kind of a never ending thing, you know? And so it's like switching your mindset of, you know, really trying to look at like the light of it and like, what can I learn from this? Why is this happening? Like what questions, you know, the questions you ask yourself are just so important. And so, um, you know, for me, honestly, one of the biggest challenges, dude, was always like the financial side of things. Like when I was in my, you know, first couple of years of the business of like in business for myself, I was broke, man. And like, I got to the point where I was literally just psychologically unemployable. Like I was not going to go get a job. I just refused to do that, but I wasn't really making any money from my, you know, my hustle. Right. Mm. And so it's like, I was just like really struggling. Um, and like when you're in that rut for like a long time, like it wasn't just like, it was like a, you know, six month thing. It was literally years of my life where like wow. that became like a conditioning, like, yo, like I'm not worthy enough. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it big, you know? And, and it's like, so that was a big, big challenge because it's like, I had to borrow money from people. Like I had to use some credit cards for things, you know, or I'd have to go get a little side hustle, like job just to like for a weekend or whatever, you know, and it just, it can get dangerous because it can really, what it did for me, what happened to me was I truly think I would have found a, like monetary success a lot sooner if I would have not been so ignorant at the beginning. And so just hardcore. And I would have just like had an income stream. Like it's a, like what I tell people now, when I, when I talk to like young entrepreneurs, it's like, listen, don't quit your job, like, or go get a job. Just understand that it's short term, you know, have a job. It's not something don't don't do something that's gonna take you 100 hours a week to do like get a normal, you know, 15 hour to 40 hour a week job, do that thing, pay your bills, make sure you're good. 
then work on your hustle, your side hustle, your business, your passion on the, on, you know, on the weekends and at nights or what their days off, whatever. And, and, and it's like, if you do that and you stay consistent with it, eventually that will overcome and you'll be able to quit your job. I've seen so many people do that. I just had a buddy of mine literally have a, a career, full grown, full blown career. And, uh, and he just quit his career to go full time into e-commerce, you know, because he's, because he was absolutely crushing it, but it took him a little bit of time to get there. And so, um, that was probably one of the biggest challenges for me, dude, was, was the money, you know, the money thing, because I just got, what happened was since I was in that rut for so long, like I kind of said, I got to the point where I started to like lose belief. It was like, I never stopped doing the actions, but now the actions are not fueled by any belief anymore because I'm so used to never hitting it big, always losing the client, you know, not making money. And so I started to believe that that was the reality, you know, so really like transitioning, it, it was, it was difficult, you know, and I think a lot of people like they face that when they first start, um, like you kind of said, a lot of people think that entrepreneurship's this like amazing golden thing that like, they just got to be decide they're an entrepreneur and all of a sudden life's amazing. And it's like, that's not true at all. <laughs> You're going to go yeah. through some BS, you know? So um, making sure that the money side of things is good on your life and you can pay your bills and you're not like literally just dirt poor. That's going to, that's going to help your mindset more than anything. Um, so that was a huge challenge, man. And then, I mean, just other things like, you know, losing big clients, um, you know, um, losing partners, you know, those have been challenges. I've lost partners in the past, you know, having companies that I was involved with literally shut down overnight. And it's like, what the heck do I do now? You know, like, I mean, those are all different things, you know, that are, are challenges as well that I've faced along the way. But usually whenever I get asked like the biggest challenge, a lot of times I, I really do go towards the money thing. Cause for me personally, that really was just like such a huge thing that like I struggled with for so long. Absolutely. So do you ever experience like doubt? I mean, you talked about belief and being able to maintain belief even when you are in these down spots, but like, do you ever experience doubt in what you're doing or in yourself or like experience any of the imposter syndrome at all? Yeah, man, absolutely. Everybody experiences doubt. You know, I love uh, Tony Robbins says this. He's like the biggest problem that most people have is they don't think they should have any problems. Mm. And I love that because it's so freaking true. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I experienced doubt all the time. Anytime I do something new, I experienced doubt. And I've spoken, you know, I've, I've spoken on, uh, on stage at events, you know, things like that multiple times. And it's like, every time I go to do it, I still experience like, man, what if I just suck? What if it doesn't go well? What if something stupid happens? You know, what if they don't buy what I'm selling? Like that happens every single time, every single time, you know, and it's like, I've done it a million times. Right. And so always, always experiencing doubt that never really goes away. But what I've learned is that if I just continue to take action anyways, things usually tend to work out. And I also have learned that even if they don't work out, there's always a lesson there. You know, you're going to fail as part of it, but there always is a lesson. There's always something you can learn from your failures. You know, I've heard a quote like the greatest teacher is not success, it's failure. And it's so freaking true because it's like you really do learn, like you get smacked in the face and you're like, wow. I don't want to do that anymore. Like, okay, what did I do wrong? You know, you can analyze it. And it's like, when that, when that comes up again, you're like, you know what to do this time because it already happened. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I, I doubt is, I don't think it really ever is going to go away. You know, I don't think people ever get to a point where they just have zero doubt in anything they do ever. Um, because anytime you do something new, anytime you do something that involves, you know, a lot of people, a lot of money, a lot of energy, like, you're always going to have a little bit of doubt because you're like, man, I'm putting everything I have into this. Like, what if it doesn't work? You know, and you know, I've gotten good at through personal development and mentorship and things like that to get to the point where I'm able to kind of switch that on my mind and be like, no, like I'm going to crush this. But that's still, that still doubt still does kind of come in there. The key is to get out of it though, like not stay in it, you know, forever. Mm. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Alex, you've been dropping a, a ton of value on our listeners today and I'm super thankful for that. I do have some questions that I'd like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for those? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. The first one is what is something that genuinely has Alex Lombard excited right now? This could be in your business, in, in the wider world, but like what is something that genuinely has you fired up? Um, so I would say two things. One, I'm about to get married this year. So that's pretty sweet. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so that's cool, man. Um, and then, yeah, that definitely gets me excited. And then another thing is, um, honestly, dude, like, just social media in general, you know, like I've been, I guess I was talking about earlier, I just did this big launch with like Tony Robbins yeah. and and whatnot. And like, man, this thing just like was one of the biggest wins I've ever had in my life. And I like, got, I get to go on this like private, like party, like to go hang out with those guys, you know? And so like that gets me super fired up. And like what it really did was kind of even just reignite the belief in the power of social media and what it can do. And like a brand, you know, like things we were talking about earlier, it just kind of reignited all that, you know, cause it's like, 
it's almost like on the flip side, like I've been in that game for so long that like, you know, sometimes I kind of forget that like, Hey, like this is still just the beginning, you know, like people are just now getting started or just hearing about these platforms or just, you know, really learning how to run ads and, you know, become an influencer or work with influencers. And like, I have that stuff down, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I would say just like overall, just kind of know it's kind of broad, but just like overall, like social media in general and the future of it, like I'm pretty excited for that. Straight up, straight up. Do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? These could be in business, in your lifestyle, but just things you do on a regular basis to help you get to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really big on morning routines. Uh, I think everybody should create a morning routine, you know, and customize it to you. You know, for me, I do a mixture of like small meditation, reading, you know, prayer, like uh, reading my goals, like things like that. Um, you know, but getting your day set up right has been huge for me. I used to not do that in the past. And I, I really has like helped me so much, like get yourself in the right mindset from the beginning and your whole day is going to be so much better. Um, so morning routine, creating a habit around that is so powerful. Um, other things like listening to audios, reading books, watching, you know, podcasts, listening to podcasts, like that kind of stuff, just always kind of having something going, uh, in your day. Right. So whether it's you sit down, like I, I, I read a lot, but I don't like, or I've never been good at reading. Right. And so like, I don't, I won't read like for hours, but I'll sit down and I'll read a page. I'll read a, you know, a chapter or I'll, you know, whatever or I'll watch it. I love, you know, like podcasts. I'll get on the shows like this and I'll go and I'll watch it and I'll kind of see what those guys are doing and who they're interviewing and things like that. Um, just to kind of be in that world, you know? And so creating a habit around always growing, getting better every day, like consciously choosing that listen to a Tony Robbins podcast to watch, you know, Ed Milet interview somebody, right? Like doing those things every single day, like reading how to win friends and influence people, think and grow rich, like stuff like that. Choosing to do that and creating a habit around doing that is going to help. It's going to serve you so much. The best that Jim Rohn always said, the best investment you can possibly make is in yourself, plain mm -hmm. and simple. So doing that is another big habit. And then I would say the next big one I would say is, uh, is goal setting, you know, creating the habit of like, actually setting goals like writing them down finding like what your main goals are like for the year like this is how I do it is like your main goal for the year and then doing like monthly goals that kind of serve on a micro level the macro goal and hmm. then just again writing them down looking at them every day having a goal card you know thinking about them you get what you think about most of the time so whatever gets you excited and fired up that's what's gonna you should that should be your goal and so um so yeah man so creating getting in the habit of creating goals around you Again, personalizing it. There's a million different ways you can set goals, but figuring out what works for you um, would be a huge piece of advice if I could give one. 100% agree with you on that. I mean, goal setting is huge for me as well. Um, just having that that constant thing that you're working towards and, and, and being able to chunk it up into actionable steps that you can yeah. really move forward with is huge. Alex, one other thing that I'm always very curious about is what the guests I have on this show do that isn't scaled. So to give you some context of what I'm talking about there, um, and one thing that I do every single day is I'll go on Instagram and I'll look at the new followers that I've gotten in the last like 24 hours and pick like five to 10 people randomly that I'll send a, just a quick video DM to just being like, Hey, Alex, how's it going? Um, thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. Let me know if there's any way that I can add value to anything that you're doing. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that. Um, but it's just a way that I like sort of conversation with people. And it's not something that I bring on one of my VAs to just mass produce all day. Um, yeah. that's not the point. The point is for it to have that personal like Apple Crater touch to it. So is there anything that comes to mind for you that has that personal like Alex Lombard touch to it that, that you choose not to scale? So, um, yeah, man. So uh, kind of the same approach that you just said, I'll do that. I don't do it with new followers, but what I will do it is I will actively seek out other influencers on hmm. Instagram. So people that are like, like not, not an influencer in terms of they have a lot of followers. I'm talking sure. like a real life, like, yo, this dude's worth a hundred million type guy, yeah. you know? And so what I'll do is because I have the leverage and I'm at a point where I have, you know, major credibility in terms of followers and just who I am in general, I like mm -hmm. to think, um, with Instagram, I'm able to go reach out to big hitters and get a response, you know, and reach out to like a Lewis Hauser and Ed Milet, you know, Russell Brunson and like actually respond to me. And so, um, same thing, man. And I'll send them a personalized message and it's literally just, kind of like you said, like, Hey, love your stuff. Just came across, you know, your page and who you are. Looks like you're killing it. You know, would absolutely love to connect more and see if there's any way we can collaborate, you know, no agenda, just literally want to connect, you know, something like mm -hmm. that. Um, or if it's, you know, like a bigger, bigger guy, like an Ed Milet, for example, or like a Grant Cardone, maybe I'll just shoot him a message and just let him know, like, Hey, you're, you're killing it. Love your stuff. I've learned a lot, you know, thanks for everything you do. Like not even like trying to connect, just like, yeah. yo, like, your stuff's awesome. You know? So um, same idea, man. I do that. I literally do that all the time. Just reaching out to influential people and just shooting a DM and getting connected with them. 
that's so impactful, man. It goes down in the DMs. Um, yes. I've gotten so many, so many like results and just so much business has happened just because of a DM. So I think that's Absolutely. really, it, it's so crucial and people, people like discount that, but it's, it's, it's where stuff's happening. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, it definitely goes down in the DM. That's actually one of the uh, titles of uh, a whole module in this course that we have. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's true though. Like I've done so much business and connected with so many people just through the direct message inbox on Instagram. <laughs> That's the truth, man. All right. So Alex, you've been dropping so much value on our listeners and I'm extremely, extremely grateful for that. Where can they go if they want to follow up with you, learn more about what you're, what you're doing, um, about how to uh, take their Instagram game to the next level? Where are some of the best spots for them to go? Definitely. So, I mean, obviously we've been talking about Instagram all day, man. Go to my Instagram. My main one is just at vision wall, uh, one word vision wall. And um, yeah, on there, you can see my other account. You can go to my website. You can obviously shoot me a DM. You can shoot me an email. Everything is connected through that account. Um, so yeah, just go there at vision wall. If you type in Alex Lombard on Instagram, it'll come up as well. Um, but just go there and uh, we can get connected. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. And I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes if y'all don't know how to spell vision wall. Um, but Alex, do you have any last closing thoughts, words of wisdom or anything you want to end the show with here today? Man, the biggest thing I would say, especially if you have a lot of young listeners is just stay in the game. You know, just realize that you're, you really are still so young. Um, and it's like, just stay in the game. Like you're going to face challenges. You're going to have failures, but like, that doesn't mean you have to quit. You know what I mean? Like true failure is quitting. And it, that's, that's where, how I got to where I'm at and where I'm going is because I literally just always, no matter what, stayed in the game. So that's what I'd say. There we go. Stay in the game. Alex, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Let's get it. Thanks. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day.